We really 10 episodes in though This our show And we talk about everything And we talk about everything Royal Flex the brand zone Introspective Insight Triumph Peace, love, and all that good stuff I am King Dev Doe And this is another edition of Royal Flex the Brands Introspective Insight Talk Show And we got my mentor on the show We got the one the man with the plan, the man behind all of this, it's my cousin Mo. What up, what up, family? And uh, you already know, we we got to start off with the word of the show and the quote of the show. I'm going to start off with the word of the show, this show, because the quote is going to take us into our content. So the word of the show is branded or brand. Uh, branded means is an adjective and it means marked with a brand iron to show ownership. Brand is... It means it's a noun and it means kind, great, or make as indicated by a stamp, trade, or the like. Technically a trademark, basically. Uh, and we're going to get into why that is the word of the show a little down the line. Right. But this is the quote of the show. Well, the quote of the show um, for this show, the 10th um, episode of Introspective Insight. Milestone. Uh, that's right. It comes to us from um, Brother Malcolm X. And uh, it, it is... A race of people is like an individual man until he uses his own talents, take pride in his own history, expresses his own culture, affirms his own selfhood. It can never fulfill itself. Malcolm X. That's right. That's right. Brother Malcolm. So uh, first and foremost, I just want to you know, say that I, I, it's an honor to be to be here. Um, I've been listening to uh, the introspective insight for some time now you know since i would say episode about maybe two or three um but i mean i i remember hearing um hearing your thoughts about it in the very beginning um when you you know when it was just a you know like a thought there's something that you wanted to do right um so it was just real it's you know real cool to be to be here you know episode 10 Right, you know what I'm saying and it had to happen it was bound to happen right right so you know i'm just happy that you know i was able to you know, definitely come in and, and do some things. I told you before I wanted to come and chop it up with you and uh, the brother with the shenanigans. Shannon with the shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. I got to I gotta come through and, uh, you know, see about, you know, chopping it up with y'all young brothers. Um, so, the, you know, the topic, you know, the focus really of the discussion today is, um, you know, being, being a black male uh, in America, um, in today's society, and and what and what exactly does that mean and 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 really um just how you know the imagery of of being a black male in, in today's society um impacts um the perception of um what that reality with the perception of what a black male is um and how that impacts the reality of what of really what it is you know what i mean because okay. it's like you have a lot of images out there that um you know that are that are obviously not good um and i can imagine that it makes it very difficult for young brothers like yourself or the young brother that you you know you're doing it you know you're doing the work with um you know for you to be you have to operate under the uh, under the perception that is put out there to the world um we were talking we were talking earlier and we were talking about how um you know last, last night there was you know you had the bet awards or the black evil uh television awards right 
Oh, I like that. Black Evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, shout out to uh, Boondocks for that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and 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 then you know, if you watch it, you know, you see this. You know, and I'm not implying that all you know entertainers um, try to portray this, but you know, you have a lot of them that you know try to put on this facade that like they hard. You know what I mean? And and you know that they tough, and it's like you know. It's, it's anything but the truth you know what i mean like it's just it's just an image that gets put out there you know what i mean uh and and i and i could just like i said imagine that that could be a difficult thing for brothers that that don't fit those molds uh to operate under mm-hmm. you know it's like you know in addition to being like you said branded uh american um you know you 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 know you it's like what does it really mean to really be black you know what i mean especially when you know our culture is one that is uh profited off of yes continuously um it's one of those things where you know like i like i was i was looking at like there was a time when you know people would look at um like the the gauges in your ears and the and the and the you know the big wooden um uh, plates in your mouth as savagery you know what i mean you would go on national geographic and you would see people would look at that you know like oh my god i can't believe that you know they would do these things stretch their earlobes and you know all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff and then now it's something that you know you'll see it's a fashion state it's profitable it's a, now yeah it's something that people like do and it's all good you know what right. i mean you know but that's our culture that's authentically who you know our culture is a part of who we are it's mm-hmm. a natural you know, part of who we are. I mean, hence, you know, the quote uh, for today, you know, taking pride in your selfhood, taking pride in your culture. Um, but what does that really mean nowadays when we are um, subjected to culture vultures and, you know, gentrification and, you know, you know, all of that. So I just really wanted to chop it up with you in the areas of like, what does it really truly mean to be, you know, a black man in America? You know, what does it really truly mean to be black um, you know, what is it, what does that mean? You know, what does it mean to be branded, you know, American, American when you are, you know, an African, you know, living in America? Well, everybody know what it means to be branded American, really, because you just look around, turn on black evil TV. Right. Um, or just any show that has a lot of black people in it or that's tuned to the black uh, community, I always reference Love and Hip Hop. I right. hate that show. Right. I hate all those shows. Love and Hip Hop, Basketball Wives, um, any of those shows like that, simply because they take the image of, let's say, the black woman, because those are yeah. predominantly, um, they're pre- predominantly, uh, I don't know what I'm female led. Yeah, female led. There you go. They're casted. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. They're casted with yeah. black women. Right. Um. In some cases, you have the other different, but it's women of color. Let's just yes. put it like that. It's yeah. women of color. Yeah. So they take those and they create a narrative in which this is how our women lives. Mm-hmm. And they're also consumed by drama yeah. as they take every step of life as an adult, as in the in the spotlight or in with money. Um, they have to depend on the men. Mm-hmm. They need the men. It's been a lot of cases where I've caught a glimpse of it where they're asking um, a side dude or somebody that they've um, went in and wrecked their home 
for money. Right. And then the guy's like, oh, no, I'm not taking, I'm not giving you no money. Like, I gave you all the money that, you know, you need, whatever the case, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then they go and fight or they go and tell the the wife or whatever the case that, oh, I was sleeping with your man or whatever the case. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So they're, right. they're taking this, they're portraying this image of our women <laughs> and yeah. basically making it as if they need to eat off somebody else. Mm-hmm. They need to be consumed by drama. And they need to fight all the time to right. prove whatever it is that they're trying to prove. Right. So I never liked those shows simply because of that, because of the image that they're portraying to literally our young women, uh, our teenagers, everybody who watched the show, even white women, white men. Right. Well, white men is producing the show. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is the image that they portray for our women. Yeah, to the world. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's It's interesting you say that because... I, I, one thing I was thinking about um, just last night was how social media in particular, but social media and, you know, as well as these shows are supposed to be used as a platform to even the playing field when, as it pertains to the way that we are seen and perceived to the world. But unfortunately, you know, when you, you know, when you get sites like, you know, World Star that watches, you know, that that just pretty much puts out there, you know, you know, fights and drama and, you know, all kinds of dumb shit. Right. You know what I mean? It's it's like one of those things where, you know, that's the image that gets, like I said, that gets pumped out to the world. You get an image of, of, of our women, of our supposed queens, you know, degrading themselves, you know what I mean? And, 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 and just promoting a, a, a self image um, that's just, dwelled within the realm of, uh, of, of inconsistencies as well as, um, you know, this a a lack of self awareness, right? And um, I mean, I would argue that the image that they're putting out now is more detrimental than the image they was putting out in the early two thousands with the um, video vixens. Oh yeah, almost definitely. It's almost like it's been progression progressing through time. Yeah. Um, because I I remember it was a time where the video vixens was looked at at as you know sex symbols or all the different things like that. And now I can see why. Yeah, but now it's like they took it to a, a more deeper level, um, deeper level when it comes to self, self love, mm-hmm. self hate, mm-hmm. um, the consumption of drama, and the overall perception of the successful black woman, the black right. queen. Right. So it's a deeper level of um, degrading. The idea of a black queen. Yeah, I mean, you know, and and that's that's sad. I mean, when you really think about it, it, it's like, you know, the no one is disrespected on the level of the black woman. Um, the black woman is 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 that the black woman has historically been um, disrespected um, and 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 hypersexualized. Um, you know, for as long as I know, and, and definitely. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, research and history that can prove that, you know, they are they are not they are viewed the way that they are viewed is is, is definitely not, um, you know, on a level that it should be. And we don't we as black men don't help that cause, you know, by the way that we engage them in right. the way that we engage these particular entities, um, you know, watching that dumb shit, you know, and really you know, consuming that and, and really believing that that is the real true image, you know, of, of, of your queen, of what it is that you want. I mean, that's funny because it directly correlates to 
the discussion that you and the brother, young brother was having um, for the last episode, you know, about what is it that you really, you know, want to have, you know, in regards to raising your children and so on and so forth. Right. Um, you know, that that image now plays a part or that that image is now something that gets added to the realm of what it is that you're looking for. You know, what I mean, because that's that's the image that gets pumped into your head as as what a you know a woman is supposed to be or what a woman is supposed to look like mm -hmm. when in reality there are a lot of queens out there that are about their business right you know what i'm saying just so like you know like us i mean to our to our topic you know that totally goes you know against the imagery or the perception of what it is that um that we are that we put out there is or the image that gets put out there in regards to what is a black man is totally contrary um, to to the image that gets put out there by MTV, VH1, you know, all of those, you know, those entities that you just, you know, you BET, right? You know, what I mean, it's it's that's not real, mm -hmm. you know, what I mean, that's not a real a real representation of what it is that you know what a real black man, um, you know, is, mm -hmm. you know, like I mean, you know, you know, just here, you know, locally, there are a number of us that are doing what it is that we're supposed to do for you know, ourselves, our community, our families, you know what I mean? We're just doing what needs to be done. And it's not about wanting any, you know, slap on the back for, for being a man. It's just, you know, this, these are the things that you're supposed to do, the way you're supposed to handle your business. Um, you know, so it's, it's, I don't know. I, I just feel like, I just feel like, you know, the, the, the black male is, is, is one that it's a, it's like a mystery as to what it is. It really means to be, you know, a black male, you know, in today's society and what, what is it, what imagery do we really want to put out there? You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's definitely something that, um, and I felt that it was worthy of, of further discussion, um, around what is it to really, what does it mean to be black? You know what I mean? What does it really mean to be a black man? What does it really mean to, um, to take on the mantle, you know, of, 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 of something that of, you know, it's like, it's like that, that mantra where they say, you know, everybody wants to be black until it's time to be black. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nobody wants to go through, you know, the, the hassles that we have to go through just in our daily walk in life. You know what I mean? But, Walking down the street. Yeah. But everybody wants to connect to our culture. You know what I mean? Hip hop is ours, but we, you know, turn it over to those businesses to, you know, to, to profit off of it. Mm -hmm. It's something that is authentically ours. Jazz, you know, the blues. You know, they, they, you know those 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 genres Country of music, too. yes, are authentically ours, um, but we don't really, but we don't own anything, right? You know, what I mean, there's no sense of ownership to that. That's you why know? we need to build Black Wall Street, Little Africa. That's right. That's right. That was episode six. Episode seven. Oh, seven. I'm seven. sorry. I'm you already sorry. know. Just you know Little what? Y'all can go in and um cue that up after y'all listen to this. But okay, so real quick before we continue to before we answer that question yeah. about what it is to yeah. be a black man in America. I would say that as much as the black woman um, has been um, underappreciated mm -hmm. throughout history yes. and highly, um, basically highly discriminated against, yes. um, even more than the white woman, woman oh, um, man, it's, when it's, it comes to, no comparison. yeah, it's no comparison. They've also been the, the historical backbone to the growth of the nation. Oh, yeah. I mean, the... The your society grows based upon the the woman is the is the first teacher. Well, yeah, Would and you... and even to to finish my yeah, my yeah, thought, yeah. you're the first teacher, and 
if you think about just go i challenge everybody to go back and look at any of all the slave um movies or um just research that and and really internalize and think about who is in the house running the house right the black woman was inside the house cooking cleaning washing clothes making sure that the kids that's inside the house is doing what they're supposed to do and also making sure the slaves outside of the house is doing what supposed to do as well as looking after the slave master's kids the slave master and the slave master's wife right so historically the the there wouldn't be america without the the black woman yes that's what at, i was saying at the foundation of definitely at the foundation of all we are it, you know is on the back on the backbone of the the woman is the backbone of our family our community um definitely the matriarch of of who of who we are um you know check out you know you know this is something that you know all, hopefully all the listeners are engaged with him but if you look at you know the Willie Lynch letter you know one of the major components of that was to um to beat down the you know the mental of of the woman you know because the woman being the first teacher you know that that would then lead to generations beyond her being psychologically broken down it wasn't it was the physical breakdown of the man you physically break the man down by whipping him by beating him you know by cutting his hands off foot off whatever but it was the psychological beatdown of the woman that was done you know because the woman is the one that's going to tell her daughter that you know it's going to be okay when you know master coming in and unfortunately rape you you right. know, it's the woman that's going to, and I'm not saying that that's a good thing. I'm just saying that that's the thing that they had to engage. Right. It's the woman that's going to psychologically condition the child, you know, to accept the condition of slavery. Mm -hmm. Um. So, I mean, and that speaks to really how, you know, I mean, not for nothing, we we deal with the the remnants of that reality today. You know, I mean, when we are engaging our sisters, you know, we deal with, you know, when it, as it pertains to, um, you know sisters unfortunately not having a hard time when it comes to um you know allowing the man to be a man you know what i mean like our queens get the crown for holding it down you know what i mean there are there are many of them out there that are doing it all you know what i mean you know trying to play you know both roles of father and mother you know to children because you have unfortunate situations that takes the man out of the house i say systematically taking the male out of the house, taking right. the male energy out of the home. Mm -hmm. um, but when that man appears, when that man now comes, or when that man now presents himself, I ain't talking about a nigga, I'm talking about a real man presents himself, there are some sisters out there that have a hard time allowing that man to be a man, giving him, you know, putting him in the rightful place. Um, I mean, he has to earn it, but I'm just saying that there are times when it doesn't happen the way that it needs to happen. Um, you know, it was something that y'all were talking about during the last episode about um, why uh, you, you have young girls nowadays wanting looking for the older guy. Right. That's what you were talking about. Yep. And um, I would beg to, you know, to the fact that you have a lot of young ladies out there that don't have a father. You know, what I mean, that don't that, that never experienced, you know, the first the first sense of love that a young lady feels is from the, is from their father. They 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 see the imagery of love through their father's eyes. And unfortunately, if you're, you're not able to get that, then your 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 view is distorted. You know what I mean? And that was what the title was. Your mm -hmm. view of love is distorted. Right. You know what I mean? So you begin to look for that in other places. And a lot of times 
you find it in the arms of an older man. Right. You know what I mean? So in addition to the things that you are presented where you have... Um, Access to a car. Yes, yes, those things. More yeah. freedom, basically. Yes, but on a, on a whole psychological level, mm-hmm. you're looking for daddy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You're looking for somebody that could take care of you, that can... You know that can hold you in their arms, can look at you in the eye. You know it's it's a totally it's a psychological thing right, right. that happens, especially with young girls that don't have that male energy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It impacts us as brothers on another level, not having that man around, but it impacts them on a on a level where you know you have you know young ladies, unfortunately, that fall into the arms of people that are are there with lustful intentions, right? As well as you, um, or you fall into the realm of you know. Young ladies being, you know, extremely promiscuous, gotcha. Um, because of the lack of that man, because of the lack of that energy, um, you know. But the other part of it, I mean, and this is, you know, we 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 going now. Well, I'm going now. <laughs> the other part of it is, uh, is when you have you know, a situation where the the man doesn't know who he is, and that goes back to our quote: the man doesn't know who he is, doesn't have a a, a real understanding of himself, um. You know, it's one thing to have a man in the home that um, the man, the man is in the home and he knows who he is and he's going to he's going to give that to his children. You can't give anything that you don't have. If right. I don't have it, then how the hell am I giving it? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So uh, I know, brother, man, it's you know, it's, it's, it's I don't want this this episode to be a doom and gloom. It's it's a, it's but. a complex, but, but it's needed, though. <laughs> Let's put it like that. It's needed. A little laughs and jokes here and there. They'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be all right. I mean, yo, don't get me wrong. I mean, yo, listen, I'm, I'm saying that, yo, our people are, one of, One thing that I can say about our people is that we we are, are, the, are, one, are, are probably the most perseverant people ever created, ever put on this earth. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would think that, you know, in, in order for, we have to be special. We have to be special. If, if all of these, you know, areas of society are systematically trying to break us down and you know, for, you know, however many years we had to endure slavery, we had to endure Jim Crow, we have to endure mass incarceration, we have to endure, you know, all of these systematic approaches to break us down, and yet we're still here. We have to be a, a special people in order oh, to yeah. be able to endure those things. You know what I mean? I, we're just talking about the the unfortunate realities of having to endure. You right. know what I'm saying? it it You know, you pump drugs into the community, and then now you try to tell, you know, now you you know you you pump drugs into the community. You take the father out of the home for twenty thirty years on yep. trumped up charges, you know, right. which leads to a mass incarceration. It breaks down the fabric of the community, breaks down the fabric of the family, and then you expect for you know families to flourish. Right. You know, what I mean, that's that's just not that's 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 impossible. Right. And yeah. I um that that really takes me back to um really referencing the book um, Black Privilege. Opportunity comes to those who create it right. by Charlemagne the God. Right, right. Um, simply because his idea or his ideology um, to the idea of black privilege is it's a privilege to be black. Mm. Um, and opportunity really comes to those who create it as opposed to sitting back and um, basically saying, oh, I'm black. Systemically, I am um, oppressed and I can't do nothing about it. It's What's the name of the book? Black privilege opportunity comes to those who create it. I got it upstairs. I check it out. Um, but it really goes. It's speaking to. He's basically speaking from his past. Um, you know, encounters. Uh, his his journey through life 
to where he is now. Right. Um, and obviously he's one of the most popular radio personalities now. Right. Um, and he comes from a little small town in South South Carolina. South Carolina. Right? Yeah, yeah. And his his um niche is telling the truth all the time without yeah you know, without no any filter, regard yeah. like yeah. no filter basically yeah. um and he just explains how he got to that point he got beat up for being that but he was like well it's the truth so if i'm gonna get beat up for that and i'm gonna get beat up but it's still the truth <laughs> like you need to hear the truth right and they kind of he just go through the processes i haven't finished it yet um i will try to eventually <laughs> but you know you got a lot going on yeah you know, you know, you know got a lot just, going on you know introspective I'm, I'm, it's like these these episodes don't just you know pop up on their own oh know? yeah and and you don't just sit in the basement for um an hour or two <laughs> <laughs> recording the show and then another hour and a half yeah, editing the show yeah that's reading time you know oh yeah, yeah that, you could you exactly could, yeah, yeah right and i'm working on my personal training certification so that's more reading See, on top of everything you, you know go. what i'm saying so i'm getting through it you're gonna like read that. the book i'm gonna, gonna read the book read the book i still ain't finished mass incarceration um uh from um michelle alexander really you told me about that four years Man, ago <laughs> you you haven't finished the, the new jim crow no i haven't finished new jim crow. oh brother well see i lost my original book i was reading it when i was on on the team we went to i remember that we went to um fort lauderdale and then the book disappeared i swear to you somebody, i took somebody the book, seen the book and was like oh mastercard you know oh, yeah like they wanted i hope I'm listen listen that. whoever took that book <laughs> I hope y'all enjoyed it, but y'all could have gave it back or something. Like, yeah, that's crazy. She was just actually here um, a couple months ago um, at, at at RIT. See, and that's an easy read for me because I'm literally in, I'm it's a really completely good engaged in the book, but it's just I'm I'm now trying to minimize my electronic use. Okay. So every time I pick up a book, it's like something distracts me. Mm. So I'm tr- I'm getting to the point where I'm just gonna turn off my phone. And literally dedicate the time to reading, um, because it's a distraction, and I know it's a distraction for all y'all. So turn off your phones, and then just. Well, I mean, unless you, I mean, using the phone to listen to introspective insight. I mean, yeah, only in that. So you know if don't turn off your phone, if you, <laughs> I mean, even if you do turn off your phone, you know, you can listen to it on your computer or something. I know y'all got a computer, um, so okay. and I'm gonna put it on Spotify, so that's on y'all TVs, so y'all can listen to it through your TVs. Oh really? So I'm a I'm a submit it to Spotify, um. But yeah, so black privilege opportunity comes to those created. I think that speaks to it. You got to finish that book though. There's I am. I'm. I'm there are a number of I books am. out there that that I think that will be that are definitely some good reads. In fact, you know I, what you might want to do. Do you still have that list that I gave you of, of all of those books that were uh, recommended by uh, Joy DeGraw? Um, see if you didn't change your number, then it will be in my <laughs> attachments. But if you change your number, probably not. Okay, well, I think I, I think I have it. I, I have the actual picture that I sent you. I'll send it to you. Because I got one of the books from up there. Yeah, I so think I got, this is one of them. I got New the Jim Crow condemn- is one of them. Yeah, that's one of them. Yeah. The Condemnation of Blackness. Yes. I got that one. I started all of them, but I haven't. Oh, no, it's cool. It's cool. I I'm just saying that what you might want to do, you know, is add, you know, add that kind of, you know, that might be something that you might want to add to your, like, the beginning of the show, you know, is like maybe... And I ain't telling you what to do. Oh, no. Nah. I'm just saying, I mean, you know, listen. this is one of those, like, as far as, like, you know, the quote of the day, the quote of the show, the you know, the word of the show, those are beautiful things because it kind of sets the stage for what, you know, what's going to be. Right. But, like, maybe at the end, you might want to throw a book out there, you know what I mean, to your listeners because they need to read. Yeah. You know what I mean, that's, you know, knowledge is, knowledge is power. And, you know, as much as we can read, 
You know what I mean? We need to. And that's I mean? another thing that Charlemagne the God talks about in his book and just in there general. Go. There you go. He loves to read. His mom was an English teacher. All so right. he she he always read and she always pushed him to read. So that's why he's so articulate when it comes to explaining himself and why he's so raw when it comes to the truth. Because right. he he's read the truth and he just feel his ideology, he's feel he feels like it's so much power out there, but it's all within the book. Right. And nobody wants to read. Um that's why. Yeah, that's the basis behind the book. It's man. important, man. It's reading is is definitely fundamental. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, man. It, you know, you 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 know, you can find all of it, you know, within the realm of a book. Like you think about once again, we think about the brother that that gave us a quote. You know, we took my eighth grade education, um, formal education, but we, you know, was at Oxford University debating because he loved to read. Mm-hmm. You know, he took the time while he was in prison and 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 read. It could not put books down was just you know had an undeniable thirst for knowledge and that's something that we have to have right um you know that undeniable thirst for knowledge in um, order to build little africa that's right you can't do it without it you right. can't build little africa without without you know that thirst for understanding knowledge and wisdom right and that's the goal we started the conversation i already started the conversation here so mm-hmm. we definitely we just gotta keep on pushing forward um so brandon in america we're gonna get back to that mm-hmm uh it's really so you asked the question what it means to be a black man in america right and that's a very i would say it's an interesting question because to be a black man in america means a few things but it also means that we've been stripped to what it is to be a black man in the african community as a whole okay because of slavery and everything and because our ancestors were taken from their native villages or towns or cities in africa in order to come here so the meaning to be a man in america has been changed so often throughout history right at this point we're lost to what it means to be black in america so once we once we finish once we um come back from break then We'll dive into that, what it means to be a black man in America. Later. If white immigrants can come to this country 50 years ago with nickels and dimes and no education and come here and pool their little nickels and dimes and no education and set up little stores, develop these stores into larger stores, develop this into an industry which creates job opportunities for whites. Since Lincoln was supposed to have freed the black man a hundred years ago, and today the black man, according to the government economists, has spending power of $20 billion per year. We feel that with the black man spending $20 billion a year, not setting up any businesses, not creating any industry, not creating any job opportunities for his own kind, he's not in a moral position to point the finger today at the white man and tell the white man that he's discriminating against him for not giving him a job in factories that he has he himself set up. If the black man has $20 billion, and these so-called Negro leaders are such geniuses that they can integrate white restaurants and integrate white factories and integrate, force themselves into that which the white man has set up, they should use this same ingenuity to show the black people how to pool our wealth and set up something of our own. And then we won't have to force our way into his anymore. One more thing I would like to point out concerning what he said about 125th Street. We don't waste our time on 125th Street. 
but you can reach more people in the street who want to change than you can in the bourgeoisie society, the bourgeoisie church, and the bourgeoisie circles. We, our program is directed toward the man in the street. So we spend our time in the street, and what we do with that man, instead of trying to change the white man in your mind and make, uh, make you accept us, we change the mind of the black man and make him accept himself. And as soon as he accepts himself, he'll solve his own problem. He won't be trying to force himself into your factory and into your bedroom and into your kitchen. Brother Malcolm dropping timeless jewels. Introspective Insight is brought to you by Royal Flex the Brand, where we empower through creativity. And if you have the time, you do have the time because you're listening to the show. And this is the break. So head on over to social media. Follow us at Facebook and Instagram at Royal Flex the Brand. On Twitter, it is at RFTB underscore official and also II Talk Show. There's not a lot of content on our pages right now, but once we start to get um, our video specialist in here and we start to get the visuals and I finish doing the stew, renovating the stew, then we will have visuals to put up and actively promote the different things that we're working on. So please just go head on over there, like our pages and just stay tuned for visuals and all the good stuff. Also, we have a YouCaring account. So if you care about what we're doing and you want to help um, basically raise the bar as to what we're trying to accomplish, please head over to youcaring.com slash insight and just donate anything. You can donate a dollar. You can donate two dollars. If you donate it, you become um, a sponsor and we will actively shout you out every week on the show or every other week however you know we see fit so please if you care about what we're doing just head over to you caring account uh to our you caring account uh our fundraiser and just donate some funds for us so we can get out this basement but without further ado i'm gonna leave you with the most powerful point of brother malcolm's speech uh and it's actually the end of it so just stay tuned and we'll be back in a few minutes we, our program is directed toward the man in the street. So we spend our time in the street, and what we do with that man, instead of trying to change the white man in your mind and make, uh, make you accept us, we change the mind of the black man and make him accept himself. And as soon as he accepts himself, he'll solve his own problem. He won't be trying to force himself into your factory and into your bedroom and into your kitchen. And we're back. You already know. So... Before we went to break, I was talking about um, or referencing the the question on uh, what it means to be a black man in America. Right. So my idea of a black man in America, um, what it means now is to have money or not even now. When I'm not going to go to that extreme yet. It's too extreme to be a black man in America. <laughs> You're not gonna go to that extreme. No, nah, I'm not gonna go to that extreme. It's too extreme. That's the right extreme. That, that's the left extreme, extreme yeah. is um, you're scary. I mean, I guess that fits yeah. in the spectrum. But this that's is always the, been that one right there. You just said that. That's always been the way we've been viewed. Right. Scary. Right. Yeah. And it's gonna. So think of it as a straight line. You have the middle, which is the average black man i guess that's not really extreme to either side then you have the left extreme which is normally when you view left you view that as the the bad side and mm. the right extreme you view that as the good side right so on the left you have obviously you're scary to a certain extent 
um you you're a drug dealer uh you rap in somebody's basement um <laughs> you have a burner phone you have about five phones let's say that a burner phone yeah okay. um and these are just different characteristics uh your pants sag right uh do rag all the time you roll with 10 yeah. 15 20 deep yeah, you're on you got, the corner. You got like three kids. By yeah. the time you're 19. Right. Like, yeah. So that's that's the left extreme. <laughs> and then I'm pretty sure from that description, you guys have already thought of somebody that you know. So then you yeah, have. Or you've been in jail a couple times already. Jail, definitely jail. Yeah. In and out of jail. Yeah. Parole, parolee. Yeah. You got yeah. your parole officer. You're on probation. You got yeah. the ankle brace bracelet. Yeah. So then the middle is like me, you. We just in the middle. We, we're conscious of both sides Mm -hmm. um we're kind of stuck in the middle but we're stuck with the the possibility of having those characteristics as well as to the right so it's almost like if you think about the political style you have far left you have far right and then when you're in the middle you literally you're either moderate you're right in the middle or you kind of lean left or you lean right so when you go far right obviously you're successful you're an athlete um you're you're you either you do music or you produce music uh you're you're uh you're on some type of drug let's say that's mm. in the spectrum um you're a businessman you're an ex drug dealer you're ex something right so to be far right in america you had to come from somewhere far left unless you grew up with money or you grew up with uh let's say you grew up in the moderate as a normal american and you found your way you built your way up to being successful in that way shape or form Mm -hmm. so there's different cases that you can think of it but being black in america means you're scary and you're always viewed as a problem right right let's let's go with that you're always viewed as a problem right um and that's a problem in itself that is because problem so being black or being American in general, you're it's said that we're supposed to have um freedom of speech. The freedom of, basically. Right. And then you can fill that in with whatever it is that you want right. to fill it in with. You're supposed to be able to own a gun. You're supposed to be able to, to be, plead the fifth. You're supposed to be able to um be innocent until proven guilty. Hmm. But often that is overlooked when your skin has melanin. Melanin. Yeah. So to especially be, Especially when you're, you're, you know, the, it seems like the darker, the more melanin you have, the the worse it is. Right. And I, I have no no disrespect to my light bite brothers out there. I'm just saying that, you know, the lighter, the darker you are, the, the more prone you are. The more are scary to, you are. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, to take it a, a, a step further, <laughs> even though we're going to keep it in America, but that's everywhere. The yes, darker your yeah, skin yeah, is, yeah. the more scarier you are. So... Or perceived. Or perceived. I would say perceived. Yes, yeah. they go. Perceived. Yeah. And then you're also um, looked down upon if your skin is darker. Everybody, like even in Jamaica, it, it you want to be um, a lighter skin color um, as mm. opposed to a darker skin color. That's why they bleach their skin down there. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so. That's a that's a whole thing, man, with, you know, self-hate. Yes, you know, yes. Self-hate is real. Man. And what they've um, branded being black. Right, you know what they branded the idea well, well, of, you know, being acceptable. Well, I'm gonna say this, man. I think that I think that when you, 
when you think about what it means to be black, I think you have to look at it from the from the place of um, it's a we, we view we view success from a very Eurocentric mindset. Um, you know, and when I say that, I mean, you know, we live in a capital capitalistic um, realm, um, you know, where money is 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 the primary um, source of, of, of desire. Um, and when you, when you're looking at success from that mindset, um, of course, having a lot of money, you mean, you know, breathes a lot of power, you know, or breathes prestige, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that, you know, having a paradigm shift when it comes to the way that you view success or we view success, um, will then shift the way that we view ourselves as well as the, you know, the way that we view, you know, the world around us. If we continuously look at this from, you know, from the mindset of our oppressor, then it keeps us in that, it keeps us in that bubble. It, it keeps us in that bubble and it keeps us within that, that, that under, under the thumbnail of the oppressor. When mm-hmm. we are gauging our success based upon, um, from the way that they view us and the way that, you know, the way that they, the way that they've set it up. So it's like, for example, like criminal justice, you know what I mean? Like to expect for, um, for to expect for a system to work that was not created for you is asinine in my view. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the, the system was not created for, for you. You know what I mean? It, it, it was not created for you in mind. So to expect that to work in your favor, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now obviously you have to live within it. If you're going to be, you know, you're going to be in America, you have to live with the realities of that injustice. And I'm not saying that, that that's acceptable by no means, but it's just a reality that we have to live up under. Right. Um, but having a different, changing the paradigm as it pertains to how we look at, um, what is success um, I think we'll, we'll, so like when we talk about little Africa is, it's it's, yes, it's building the black wall street, you know, it's, you know, being able to, to, pro- to be prosperous, you know, and to, um, to really grow our communities, but it, it, it has to, we have to, you know, I think that it's important for us to shift the mindset to where we're not gauging our success based on the parameters that our oppressor has set for us. It's right. us being able to, you know, to be more in control over the way that we want to see ourselves and the way we view ourselves. And that's not something that happens. So that's one of the main reasons why, um, you know, we have what we have in regards to um, remaining in the sense of oppression. I got you. And that's what, um, speaking on Black Wall Street real quick, that's why I said Black Wall Street is the mindset. Yes. Um, yes. Of little Africa, little yes, Africa is yes. the concrete manifestation yes. of Black Wall Street. So, right. when you think about Black Wall Street, don't think about a street. Think about a community. Yes, that's why we would call it Little Africa because it's a community of Black-owned, prosperous businesses, um, residences, and all these different things: churches, mm-hmm. movie theaters, all these different things that come together in a Black community, just like they have a Little Japan or Little China, little or Italy, a Little yeah. Italy, things like that, where they're all from the same culture, from the same part of the world, but they're coming together in America to prosper prosper off their own culture. Right. So I always that's what I said about Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street is the mindset um 
of Little Africa. Little Africa is the concrete manifestation of the idea of Black Wall Street. I feel you. That's one like one of the things that in order for that to happen, um, you have to have a real genuine sense of community, which was one of the other topics that you know I had sent you when we were talking about what we wanted to discuss today. Um, really, what can what is community? Um, mm-hmm. And it's it, we don't really have a real sense of that. Um, I don't feel like we really have a real sense of that, um, you know, because in, in community, my problems are your problems, your problems are my problems. Right. You know what I mean? We we are collectively in this together. And not to cut you off, but yeah. that's what they said in Black Wall Street when you would go and, and uh, research it. Mm-hmm. When the house burned down, when anybody had a problem in the house, they would call, yeah. you know, like the local, obviously black um, yeah architect or whatever the case to go and fix the house yeah or they will ch- chop so like if a house burned down they would everybody will pitch in to rebuild the house back up right and then they would move back in so yeah that yeah yeah up. yeah it, it i mean we don't think of if you think about that what you just described um and think about how we collectively operate you know right now it's like you know situations don't become a problem unless it's a problem for me you know what i mean personally it's not like you know, my brother over here, um, you know, is is impacted or hurt by some some injustice. So that injustice for him is an injustice for me. Right. So we are collectively going to engage this. It's like shit. If it ain't bothering me, then you know, or the hell with my my brother that's literally you know two steps away from me. Right. You know, what I mean, community is like I said, it's where you know my problems are your problems. It's like I said this earlier, you know, social media ultimately is supposed to be a, a, a conduit to um, to even the playing field when it comes to, you know, like the way I see my brother that 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 lives in Africa or my brother that lives in California, or my brother that lives in Arkansas, or right. my brother that lives in Detroit. You know, what I mean, like recognizing that my problem is the same as his problem. His problem is the same as my problem. The same shit that I go through every day is the same shit that he goes through every day. But, you know, and social media was one of those one of those avenues that allow or was supposed to allow for us to see that, yo, we might not be in the same proximity, but we we, we have the same shit. We have the same issue. We're going through the same things. Right. You know what I mean? So now we are going to get collective as it pertains to how we want to address this. But unfortunately, what it gets utilized for is a bunch of bullshit. It gets utilized for, you know, like we were saying, like the, you know, the, the world stars of the world and, you know, everything is a damn joke. Everything right. is, you know, it, and, and I'm not saying that there's not a time and place for that, but I'm just saying that it it, it predominantly gets used, you know, to, to promote or to pump out, you know, that negative self-image, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? As opposed to realizing that we have this mechanism that we have the ability to utilize to stay unified right and i mean it 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 comes down to like you said what they've the the parameters in which they've set yes and it to beat it we have to in my mind like i said episode two the nguzo saba it really speaks to building up the community um and self-worth um, self love, all the different things in the Guzu Saba, yes, which is Kwanzaa, yeah. Um, and those principles, if we live by those principles on a day to day basis, Black Wall Street, Little Africa would be built in a few years, a decade, a decade mm-hmm. or so. Just because 
if you really look at the Nguzo Saba and you define the principles and you actually internalize the principles, you are now changing your mind from what you just said where your problem is your problem yeah. and my problem is my problem. Yeah. And now your problem is my problem. Let's see how we can fix it. Yes. And then once you do that one time and then it switches and my problem becomes your problem, mm-hmm. then that's when you start to branch out and teach your kids that. Yes. And teach the people around you that. So yeah. then you can... the the idea, the ideology of Black Wall Street starts to grow. That's mm-hmm. the seed being planted. And it's been around for over 50 years now. Yeah. Going on 51 years, actually. Um, so. Wh- yeah, the principles that, I'm sorry to cut you, brother. Oh, no, you the principles of um, The principles of Kwanzaa, um, you know, are, 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 are some that, as we as we always say, you know, are, are those that we should be practicing daily. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not you know, something that is just during that time of year. I mean, ultimately, the 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 celebration of Kwanzaa is um, a celebration of the fact that you have been engaging these principles all year and it's more of a right. come together in order to celebrate the fact that you've made it and that we collectively as a community have embraced these principles. Those principles are, are pillars um, to um, Black Wall Street um, and truly, you know, pillars in building our community. Um, really integrating, you know, in, really integrating community into the fabric of what it is that we're trying to do. Um, I say that again, integrating it into the fabric of what we're trying to do. Um, right. So when you think about, you know, fabric being woven, it's really integrating those components into what it is that you really want it to be. It's not just, you know, words on paper, you know, collective work and responsibility is is something that you know, we all should be engaging, whether you believe, you know, or believe in Kwanzaa or not, or believe in Nguzu Saba or not. If you just think about what the principles are saying, you know, what I mean, how is it that, you know, I, I would find it difficult to embrace the truth that is presented in them. Right. And I mean, there's really nothing to believe. Right. <laughs> I right. mean, when you I mean, go back and listen to episode two. I talked about everything. I break it. I broke it down to as it as it pertains to where it came from and everything like that but it's coming from african culture from Mm -hmm. historic african culture at that um and it just comes from a a celebration called fresh fruits Mm -hmm. um and which they celebrated community and they celebrated each other within the community right based off of in back in the day it was three principles and um and then it's translated into seven principles over seven days and like you just said and i said it in episode two um, the actual holiday, the actual seven days of Kwanzaa mm-hmm. are there to reflect right. on the year, what has happened in the year and to actively bring the new year in setting new goals. Right. So that's why it's put at the end of the year, the last seven days of the, well, the last six days of the year and then the new year, mm-hmm. because you're reflecting for those last six days on the whole year right. as to what's been done, what can be done better or whatever the case and then that seventh day faith is the new is pushing forward so what are we doing now the new year is here so now what are we working on for this year moving on right and how we can build on everything that we're working on so to be back to the question um what it means to be black in america or actually how can we fix being black being a black man in America, right. I think the that black we're talking about mind. that now. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's really embodying 
um than guzo saba yeah or just em- embodying self yes um yes. and learning about self on a on a deeper level yes yes um and that can even go into episode three which is crazy the reading about chakras and, and auras and um ultimately believing in vibes because everybody gets a vibe that's a that's a universal thing mm-hmm. so animals get vibes um that's why snakes bite you because they vibe that they're in danger mm-hmm. um that's why a lot of a lot of animals attack you because they they get the vibe that they're in danger so it's not that they're scary it's not that they don't like you it's like just, a skunk yeah a skunk too yeah. they spray you because they feel like they're in danger mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um geese or goose whatever you call them they attack you <laughs> <laughs> they attack you if they feel like their children their little ducklings is in danger, in danger you know what i'm saying yeah. but and they're not even we violent. Like, that's like three different animals yeah you know what i'm saying ducklings i can keep on going the, <laughs> like, called the geese yeah. and then the ducklings and then goose i don't know which one it is like i don't know <laughs> um but yeah like that's that's what it is so it comes down to knowing self um identifying who self is yes and um kind of practicing uh or incorporating new practices within your life and and actively um eliminating a lot of the the negative uh, practices that you practice on a daily basis. I agree. I, I want to say this. I think that one way that we can fix um, the mind of the of the black man or the black or black people in general is to um, to realize this one one aspect of it. I think it would be realizing this 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 fact. Um, it's a fact that I realized, you know, at some point soon or at some point recently, is that the um that change um and under in understanding how um change works in our lives is the the cause of stress um so you know there's a there's a there's a certain saying and, and it's like it's eluding me right now mm-hmm. you know the way i want to say it but you know being able to understand how um if you think about you know, how change works in our lives. We are creatures of habit. And, you know, once we get accustomed to doing things in a certain type of way, um, that that just becomes our routine. And to break routine means, you know, to change. Um, and I think that, you know, and a lot of times those, those are areas of stress. So we find those being areas of stress in our lives. The resistance of change is the cause of stress. That's what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. The resistance of change is the cause of stress. Um, and I think that a lot of times when, you know, I think that what happens is a change in mindset, you know, leads to a leads to change, leads to stress. And a lot of times we don't want to engage the stress of one, us having an ideology that has now shifted and what that might mean around the family and how, you know, because a lot of times like when you change your mindset doesn't necessarily mean that that the mindset of those around you has changed. Like just because right. I, I I woke up don't mean that my family woke up. Right. You know, they just, they sleep. Mm-hmm. They still sleep. They still and that sleep. means that I got to, you know, I got to now put energy into trying to wake them up or try to expose them to some different things to wake them up as well. Right. You know what I mean? Now that, that going through that change, you know what I mean? It, it, it can be stressful. It can be hard. Like when you're the only person that's speaking light to darkness yeah. and everybody else around you is still asleep. Mm-hmm. And they content in their ignorance and they're content with where the hell they are. You know what I mean? That's right. a very difficult thing. So then you have brothers and sisters that don't, they just be like, yo, well, I ain't going to go through all of that because, you know, I don't want to go, I don't want to endure, you know, what that means to have to push through 
that change. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm saying, you know, hell, push through it. Right. You know what I mean? We need more woke brothers and sisters out there. We need more of us to wake the hell up and recognize and realize where we are. You know what I mean? In order to build community, in order to build, you know, little Africa, in order to build those things, we need more people that are woke. Right. You know what I mean? People can't be sleep, you know, especially amongst all of the things that are going on in the community right now, all the things that are going on in, the, in our society, you can't be sleep to this shit. Like, this, this, this shit is real. You know what I mean? And, and I'm saying don't allow the resistance of change, you know what I mean, to keep you sleep. You know what I mean? Don't, don't allow that to happen. I realize that, it, that it's not easy, that it's hard, you know what I mean, to be the only one woke up in your family right. or to be the only one woke up in what you perceive to be your community. Right. I'm saying, shit, get, get, get right. You know what I mean? Open, 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 be willing to open up your mind to the realities of what's happening, you know what I mean? And begin to engage, you know, the realities of what's happening. Um, don't, don't be afraid to do that. I feel like that's one of the ways that we can fix, you know, our mindset is a sense of openness. You know what I mean? Don't be closed minded as it pertains to the way that your brother or your sister views the world. Recognize that you're, you're, you're sleep. You've been sleep. You know what I mean? You wasn't always a war. That's another quote from Malcolm that you didn't always see things the way that you see them now. There was a time when you were sleep as well. You know what I mean? And somebody put something in you or somebody said something to you that, that woke you up. Somebody engaged right. you that woke you up. You know what I mean? You weren't always where you are today. And it's it, that's all right. You know what I'm saying? That you weren't always where you are. Um, but be willing to engage, you know what I mean, where, you know, growth is going to happen, where growth can take place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, um, not even to cut you off, but yeah. It really I can attest to that. I can I can reflect on that because I'm technically going through that now mm-hmm. so everybody know that i'm a a health guru if right. you will or i right. want to be i aspire to be you know a health expert and everything nutrition expert um fitness expert all that stuff mm-hmm. and so that challenges me to go through a change in which i'm changing what i eat i'm monitoring what i eat i'm a monitoring not necessarily portions because i ain't there yet but just being being um knowledgeable about what i'm putting in my body right and also eliminating the things that's not um expanding it um the, the things that are not um basically lengthening my life adding more time to my life okay as opposed to shortening my life okay so when we when we're going through that that change that phase you often have to put down the things that we're accustomed to eating yeah so when we're yes. talking about yes. We're talking about high fructose corn syrup. That is in everything. And yes. I'm just, not just now, but I'm just now ex- basically um, coming to the, the the conclusion that that is the reason that we're fat. You know, that, that there's a bunch of obesity in the black community um, everywhere, but mainly in the black community because the cheapest things have high fructose corn syrup. Yeah, corn. All the way down to bread. Mm-hmm. So... It in 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 my mind, okay, I'm taking away everything that has high fructose corn syrup in it. So now every time I go or my my mom go to the store to buy something, she has to think about, okay, wait, Devin will eat high high fructose corn syrup. Um, and now she's looking at labels. Mm. So, but she still eats high fructose corn syrup. She still eats McDonald's. She still eats Burger Kings and stuff like that. And I would, it's it's a it's a challenge for me 
to express that she shouldn't be eating that because that's shortening her life or that's not real food or it's a bunch of preservatives in that in the things that she eat right and that's ultimately affecting her body in ways where she can't get her body to where she wanted to be right because she is what she eats she's putting things that are basically um really going against her idea of what she wants her body to be simply because she's not tweaking what she eat um and not just my mom it's my sisters everybody <laughs> but you know what i'm saying i'm just talking into the the realm of you know i'm woke but my family's not woke right 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 and that i'm i'm connecting to that but in a different yeah, way yeah no i'm 100 so, with you right so on the on the fitness realm or on the nutrition realm i'm trying to and this it's a tough process mm-hmm. altogether um eliminating the things that you've been eating forever pork say no to swine say no to, say swine. No to swine um yeah. you know what i'm saying like like yeah you shouldn't eat something that can't sweat you can't you shouldn't eat something that can can't digest get, can't everything get out this, the toxins in their body they right can't get it out right exactly but it. we're eating that and that's been pushed you know that's one of the main courses entrees in america you know what i'm saying yeah. or everywhere really it's cheap and it's cheap right that's, so that's, and a lot I mean, of that's the one things of the reasons why we eat it right and yeah. a lot of the things that we eat end up being cheap or in that realm so i i, I can I can uh, connect with you on that when, yeah, yeah, when yeah, you're talking yeah. about um, being woke, but your family's not woke. Yeah. And then me, I mean, I'm woke too. I mean, we're woke, but everybody else is not woke. My point to you would be like what my example, that's a, that's a good example. What I'm saying is like when you, if you were to decide, well, you know, it's too hard to try to wake up somebody else or wake up the family. I'm just going to say F it. And and, and, and then not, resort and back. Not, yeah. Yeah. Right. That, that's what I mean. There are too many of us that do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That say, well, it's too hard for me to try to to continue to push forward. I'm just going to say, forget it and, and just be and just do the things that I'm going to I'm going to spite me to save you. You know, what right. I mean? I'm going to spite what I know in order to be down with you. No, right. you still got to be who you are. You still got to engage the things that you know that's, that's right. Right. I mean, you want what's best for your family, obviously. But if mom is going to continue to eat the McDonald's because she wants to eat the McDonald's, then, I mean, at some point, she's going to eat the McDonald's. Yeah, she's going to eat it. I mean, I can't, I can't stop. Like, I know, that's what I'm you saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't do it. But I'm a, And then you, you also run into those, um, to keep it pushing forward, you also yeah. run into those, um, you got to know when to, yes, yeah, to, yeah, um, yeah. to speak when on. When and how to do it. Yeah, yeah, speak on the wokeness and stuff. Yeah. Um, because then it will turn into instead of you helping, it it'll turn into you scolding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The person Hell to yeah. you know what I'm saying. So yeah. it it really comes down to the delivery. Brother, to I re- most definitely, man. I remember, um, I remember you know meeting. I remember when I was a little bit younger. I, I remember meeting uh, Avery Blackman mm-hmm. and um, and my brother really like took me under the wing and really exposed me to to a variety of things that I had never, you know, heard of or seen before, you know, books and, you know, books. That's, 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 yeah, that's, that's his, his weapon. That's his thing. Yeah. And I remember like going home and like, it was just like, I see a, a true awakening, you know, had, you know, it was, I was like coming home and I was hitting my mom and my dad with a variety of different things. Like, you know, just hitting them with all of this, you know, this newfound, you know, um, assertive energy of things that we needed to do and things that needed to happen and why we needed to do this and why we needed to do that. 
And they was like, whoa, slow the hell down. Like, you right. know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, you I'm hit with, me with too you, much. You know, but damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like you said, I had to realize that, you know, in small doses, you know, you, it, it's better. You know, it's kind of like, you know, that leading the, leading the, the, the horse to water. You know, or you can, you know, get more flies with, or more bees with honey. Or right. Some, some, some one of those analogies. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You hit them with little doses of it, you know what I mean, as you, you know, as you see fit. And it's, it's better received that way rather than you just bombarding someone with a whole bunch of, you know, it's like, ah. Right. You know, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. You know, you shouldn't be doing that. You know, you shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and that's kind of like what it is. Like I said, with our people is like, you know, I think that. Although I do think that this is a situation where where they do need to get shaken the hell up, you know, what I mean, to wake the hell up and realize right. that, you know, this this circumstance that we are up under is not getting any better, and that we've been living under this for too long mm -hmm. um, without being awoke. That they do need to wake the hell up, right? Um, and, and and start pushing forward. Um, they might not get it that way. Shows like this, you know, right. what I mean, are are the things that you know. It, are the things that they can get, you know what I mean? And 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 hopefully it'll lead them to move. It'll lead them to get that book. Right. It'll lead them to do their own research on Malcolm or on Branded or, you know, on Nguzu Saba or on, you know, they, they do their own research. They start looking into it on, on, like on themselves. It's not just hearing your words or hearing my words or the Young Brothers' words mm -hmm. It's or Lancey's words or whoever you've had on the show. It's yeah. about... Getting it in yourself, like right. hearing you say yo, then Google side. What the hell is in Google side? And then you go just, do your own research. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. Then you have a conversation with other people about it. You right. Know I mean? You start engaging. That's right. how you build community. That's how you build fabric. And that's what I think I referenced that in episode two too. Like <laughs> I want y'all to do your own research, and then go back and challenge what I'm saying, or go back and take it to somebody else. Take it up the ladder and down the ladder. Don't right. just take it down the ladder to whatever. Um, to whatever kids you have or the kids that you're teaching or whatever the case, take it to your elders too. Right. Because they might have known about it, but they didn't know how to introduce it to you. Maybe, because this has been a lot of instances in which people don't introduce something to you because they believe or they take into assumption that you won't be yeah, um, interested in it. Of it. You yeah, know what I'm saying? So yeah. they kind of hold it to themselves and be behind you know, in their room celebrating Kwanzaa, lighting their own candles, and then you know what I'm saying. And then when you come in the room, some ritual yeah. going on. <laughs> and then when you come into the room, they're like, "Hey, what them candles for?" Yeah, oh, nah. You know, yeah. I was just the room stunk a little bit, like <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So, I mean, and that's really, and that also talks to the mindset of being black in America, being branded right. American, because right. our culture is looked upon, our natural culture is looked upon as um shameful. Yes, and we shouldn't do it. So when yes. so even Kwanzaa, yeah. that is an African holiday. Yeah. Like it was it was uh created in, in, in Africa. I mean not Africa, I'm sorry. It was created in, in California right. by an African um in which he took his studies, his PhDs over to Africa and um basically uh created, you know, studied the first fruit celebration and everything and mm -hmm. then ultimately came to Kwanzaa and basically kind of I won't even say dumbing down, but simplifying the fresh fruit celebration that the Afri that the Africans celebrated throughout history, uh, throughout time, dating back hundreds and hundreds of years, right? Um, to the seven days of Kwanzaa, which is then Guzo Saba, the principle, the seven principles of Kwanzaa. So we just have to 
to to fix the to fix the the mind, the black mind in America, we have to become one with self. Yes. Um no question. And we have it. to ultimately love ourselves and love our culture yes. and our people. Yes. Um but it it everything comes down to self. Yes. Because if you don't love yourself, you can't love nobody else. That's and right. that's that's in general. That's right. That's in general, but I, I think that's a that's a good way to end this, man. You if you if you can't love yourself, you can't love nobody else. Right. Right. That's, and that's I mean, that's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. And um we out Facebook Live. If y'all don't know, I mean, I'm on Facebook Live right now, but we out. I'm giving away too much jewels. Y'all need to listen to the show. Listen to the show. All right, we out. Um, so, um, yeah. So, I mean, let's. We can just bring it full circle, right? Uh, to fix the, the the black mind, the black man's mind, and ultimately, um, just the, the being branded in America, being branded American. Um, which actually, before we even close it out. Let's break down the word of show because we never broke down the word of show. So the reason why we um, decided to use to break down brand and branded in general is because to be branded is to show ownership in something. Mm. And to be a brand is to be trademarked. So when you're branded, obviously, we're not. This is an abstract branded. Obviously, we're not being branded by a brand. Um, by a branding iron or well, whatever you were. the case. We, which we were. Well, we actually we were. were. Well, so we were. it, it kind of works on both spectrums. The concrete- that's actually one of those things that's kind of, that derails me. I know that my cousin is a Sigma and I, I don't, I'm, I'm, that's a whole nother discussion, but I'm just saying that, you know, a lot of the fraternities, it, they, they do that. Uh, some of them do that where they brand the insignias, you know, on the, the arms mm-hmm. or the legs or whatever. Yep. It's a little thing that I, I'm a little confused about that. I, I, and I, I'm claiming ignorance to that. I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Like when, you know, our, you know, when that's something that's tied to slavery. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a whole other thing. I, and like I said, I'm, I'm claiming ignorance because honestly, I don't understand it. So I'm, I'm not going to claim to understand it. Yeah. I don't. Like why they would do that yeah. when it's something that's directly tied to what mm-hmm. slave owners used to do. Right. Us, brand us with their mark in order for right. like, to stay claim to us. Right. You know I mean? And, um, and it's okay to to claim ignorance because yeah, yeah a lot just, of, that's another know. thing we don't like to claim ignorance. I don't a lot, know so. the the ignorant <laughs> word has had a negative connotation to yeah. it. Um, when it comes to it, but it's okay to to claim ignorance. I tell you this though, the next time I see you, I'm I'm gonna know. Oh yeah, you know, what I'm and we're gonna we're gonna discuss it. That's the thing. Like, yeah. I'm gonna know why they do that because I don't I don't understand it. I I don't get it. I'm gonna call my cousin and ask him like, yo, why why do they do that when it's hopefully yeah, when he'll it's, explain it. Yeah, and that's what you should do yeah. after you claim ignorance. Um, so branded, being branded, branded American. So we are all branded American. Like the ownership is American. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so when we talking about, so I I broke down branded. Obviously, branded is marked with a brand iron to show ownership. The, the idea of branded in American that the, the the thought process behind it is to basically know that when we were brought to America, America by the Europeans, Europeans, they branded us by showing ownership. So obviously, and back in the day, it was they was branding us by their marks, their their slavery markers, or whatever mm-hmm. the case. 
and now they're they are branding us by simply setting the bar and mm. under setting the bar for what an american is in america mm. so to be an american in america it, it means you have to have money it means that you have to be on tv it means right. you have to be famous it means you have to be this and have to be that so everybody is in pursuit of that american dream right in america so when you come from the outside of america the american dream is freedom opportunity but living in america the 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 idea of being successful in america or just an american in general is money Mm. and that shouldn't be the the end goal the end goal should be like like we've been talking about right building our communities up, right building our people up right and ultimately striving together right so throughout time we've been branded american african american um white american I mean, they branded themselves, really. They branded the Native Americans. They were Indians before the Europeans got here. They weren't even Indians. They were they were their own whatever they called Yeah, their well, tribe. you know, the Cherokees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, so, I'm with you. Yeah. so they they branded them. They they took away the tribes. They branded them Native Americans mm-hmm. because they knew that they were the natives. But since this is America and they they wanted to build land and yeah, everything, they I, I, I branded say, them like Americans. Say, often on here, that, that's a whole nother conversation. That's a whole nother like what conversation. Like what, what they've done to the, the native the native people of this land is unbelievable. Unbelievable. And that went back to Little Africa and just understanding that Little Africa wasn't just black people. It was people of color, really. Yeah, yeah. It was the Indians too. Um, And that's how we got a lot of the land and the farming. Right, land. right. Because if, because if you end up marrying into the tribe, then mm-hmm. that gave you access to... 40 yeah, acres and a mule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 40 acres and a mule. But in school, they taught you something different about 40 acres and, 40 acres and a mule. But we ain't going to talk about that. So <laughs> we're branded in America. We're branded American. We're African. Like, that's what, what we are. But we just happen to be born in America. So, um, and we live in America. So we are African-American. They branded us American. They branded themselves American. And they branded the Native people American. Right. Um, so we've we've been branded all our lives through all throughout all of history um which so i thought that that word in general literally connected with the idea that we're trying to put out the conversation we're trying to start with this episode in episode 10 which is a milestone because 10 episodes it's a milestone. it is a milestone and then we got more on the show in the 10th episode so Yo, y'all already man, know listen like, hey you and y'all know he's gonna be man. back you already know y'all man. already know he's gonna be back so you know never ran never will yeah you know, you know we already know so to end this on a on a on a lighter note and just ending it full circle um being black in america is tough yes very tough and nobody knows what being black in america is besides the black people in america that's right and we off our culture is often um uh profitable uh is used for profit um and that's what they view our culture as profitable um capitalism has capitalized on our culture mm-hmm. so we have to not fall into that same realm those same parameters of our culture uh we have to know our culture and internalize our culture and ultimately strive for our culture um for the betterment of our culture and also the preservation of the integrity of our culture right so in order to do that we first have to start with self i mean we can even quote um the great michael jackson it starts with the man in the mirror and <laughs> once we <laughs> and once we go from that we really we, we really then we start to branch out and that's when we could teach our kids 
um our hey, our young women Aaliyah gonna like that yeah i already know she, she gonna like that yeah, that's you know. <laughs> she gonna like that. It, she kind of flashed in my brain when I <laughs> when I said that. Shout out to Lou. This is the second show I shout you out on. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I had to say it too. Yeah, she, you, she gonna like that. So, like I said, it start with self, and once once we start to um, internalize the 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 principles of an Saba and um, ultimately self determination, Kujijakulia, and all the stuff. That circulate that that circulates around self, and um, basically becoming one with self. The chakras, um, being becoming one with our chakras, making sure they're all balanced, uh, active as one. Right. Then we will be able to branch out and take that energy and and place it in other places and other people, um, and other in the different um in the different activities that we do. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, we will start to build the mindset of Black Wall Street and ultimately manifesting. Uh, the idea of Black Water in, into a concrete place, into buildings and 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 land and 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 homes, residences, and everything, to ultimately build Black Wall Street and be able to um fund our own nonprofits, fund our own schools, fund our own advancement, um because that's not funded by our own dollars. You know that that that, that leads me to think of uh, another subject that that we may have to tap into at some point. Um, the question is, did, did integration work? Did it work? Because we're talking about building a, building a, um, building the black wall street and everything that you just said, I'm not saying that I don't, I don't want to go to school or my kids go to school with white kids or any of that. That's not, that's not really what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about that prior to attached to the black wall street was, you know, the building like you said, of, of black homes, schools, businesses, um, having, having a school that was in your own neighborhood, um, that was, you know, taught by teachers that were, um, that looked like, you. that looked like you, that, could that were, you. that were a part of the community, mm-hmm. not just that they just looked like you, but they were actually homegrown in the community that the school within was in, um, led to a, you know, led to there being more investment in the growth and the development of those children because they're sir. teaching their own children, you know, amidst that's a whole nother topic of discussion. Yes, um, but I'm just saying, I just wanted to know that's a topic for further discussion when we, when we get off of here and hopefully we can bring in the other young brother and probably chop that up, man, you know, mm-hmm. as well The integration work, you know what I'm saying? I think the that it was, it was a good work. thing. It was a good thing, you know, good, you know, nice shine and shine. We have overcome you know, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, it, I think it, it definitely hurt us when it came to, um, us doing for ourselves and teaching ourselves and building ourselves. Mm-hmm. It had an impact on that. It mm-hmm. doesn't really get spoken on, but it did, did have an impact on that. Right. So we just leave it with that. Did integration truly work? Mm-hmm. And we had just dig that. We are digging into that on a later episode. Right. Um, but you already know. This is, and this was another edition of Royal Flex the Brand's Introspective Insight Talk Show. Um, I am King Dev Doe. That's Mo over there. What up, what up? And um, we get out of here. Make sure y'all go and get, we're we going to start that now, actually. Make sure y'all go and get the book of the month, Black Privilege, Opportun- Opportunity Comes to Those Who Create It. It's a great read. Um, I referenced it in Chopping It Up with Shenanigans, uh, Chopping Up Shenanigans. Um, two episodes ago, 
Um, but it's just a good book. Even if you're not, if you're not uh, familiar with Charlemagne the God, it's a good read because it, it it really talks to the struggle that it is that comes with being black in America. But it also talks to the privilege and the mindset that you have to have being black in America. Right. So that's gonna be the book of the month. I'm gonna check it out. That's gonna be the book of the month. That is the book of the month. Again, it's black privilege. Opportunity comes to those who create it by Charlemagne God. You can get it everywhere. Go and get that book, read it, and comment on our page, whatever the case, if you liked it, if you didn't like it, all that good stuff. But again, this has been another edition of Royal Flex the Brand's Introspective Insight, and we'll see you next week. We out in three, two, one. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Uh, uh, introspect. Uh, uh, tip inside. Hope you come back next week. You already know. Come back next week. This is Royal Flex the Brand's Introspective Insight. Don't forget about our UCARIN account. Help us get out this basement. Come back next week.